0: going to be episode 21 of Shift Happens. I'm just waiting for a few more people to get on. Anyway, this is going to be episode 21 of Shift Happens. I can't believe I've already spoken to so many people and have shared so many of their stories. Um, if this is your first time joining, Shift Happens is just a very conscious, open conversation that I have with people that I feel like I like to say are living lives that don't quite make sense on paper these are just people that i know i know of who have been able to take certain experiences or who have been able to shape their lives in a way that is not quite the norm right so this is what i mean by like things that don't quite make sense on paper and we're talking about people who have used um these opportunities to kind of shift the narrative of what life is right of what life is supposed to be like anyways this is episode 21 <laughs> still crazy to even think about this um and obviously this is just a very open conversation it's not like that serious i just like it to be very open i like to kind of like let let it flow and let it go wherever it needs to go i'm just gonna wait for a few more people to come on but my guest for today is actually on right now so let me invite her up let me see if i can i was having a bit of an issue with this let me see there she is like i was saying if you're home right now joining me thank you very much i appreciate it
1: hello hello we did it it's working technology (laughs)
0: Okay, around Mercury retrograde, I'm always
1: just kind of like, listen, things are going to happen. Who's just going to flow with it? <laughs> I 100% agree. And like the double retrograde compounded with like the just just everything, everything, just everything that's happening has been absolutely insane. None of my technology works, and I'm already not technologically inclined. So. <laughs> So yeah. you
0: just have to learn to take a step back and just go with it. I mean, I feel this way about life in general, but this yes. the plan is just kind of like give you that little extra motivation of like, no, seriously, just flow with it.
1: That's, and sometimes that's the worst part is the surrender, you know, and you're just like, you got to give it up because the like tighter grasp that you have, the worse it gets every time. Every time. Every, every time. time. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Virgo, so it's very hard for me to let oh, go. Cool.
0: Gotcha. <laughs>
1: yeah. Otherwise, my, like, little paws are in everything at all times.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love that you're aware of that, too, that you're like, okay, this is my thing, so I need to take extra. It's a constant journey,
1: constant <laughs> unlearning and, and reprogramming mm-hmm. of my tendencies, for sure. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you for, for joining us. For joining yeah, me today. Thanks
1: for the here. I'm so excited. And 21 episodes. That's awesome. <laughs> So,
0: and it's so funny because, okay, I have a little thing with numerology and looking for signs and everything. Obviously, I yeah. think we all do on some levels, but for me, sometimes 100%. I take it, like, a little extra. So I just turned 33. So I was like, ooh, 21, 2.1. Three. And
1: 333. Three, three. I like it. I like it a lot. I've been seeing a lot of threes lately, too. So apparently, I'm on the right episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I'm so looking forward to having this chat with you, E. Um, mm-hmm. Wow, mm-hmm. we haven't seen each other in I think about six years. At it's, least. It's yeah. been a very, very long time. And it's just been so beautiful to witness all of the shifts and all the things that you've gone through. And you've always been very confident. Like, this is a thing. Anybody <laughs> who knows you knows this. You've always been very confident in who you are. You've always just kind of mm-hmm. like, yeah, well, this is me. Yeah. <laughs> but there's but there's a different energy around you now that is more grounded. And it's more mm-hmm. of like, I am here And like, this is just me on another level. And I'm still peeling back these layers and getting to know myself (laughs) more. And I'm inviting you with me to come get to know these new layers of myself too.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I love that. Like, thank you so much for witnessing that sort of shift. It's also really funny when people tell me that I'm confident because it's all presentation. (laughs) On the inside, I'm freaking out constantly (laughs) so but I I do have sort of I think I I came to terms with my differentness or my otherness at a very young age and you know even though there were so many moments where I would grieve who I am and who I have been it's like I can't change it you know and that is still such a constant learning for me like I can't change it and at this point also i wouldn't you know i think like some of my brightest days come from my darkest nights and like everything was such a gift um even when it didn't feel like it you know like just really recognizing losses as lessons has fundamentally changed the way that i also approach life as well you know and like that's inherent in my writing i went through these experiences so i can share about it so we can connect so you can find out that you're not alone, you know, and that's, that's really all I want to do with life is just be the most honest version of myself so others can as well. Oh,
0: I love that so much. And this is why I wanted to have this chat with you because to me, this is the whole point of having these chats is so people can, mm-hmm. at the end of it, realize that you're not alone. All of these things that you're going through, you really, I know when you're in the thick of it, it seems like, holy crap, nobody else has ever gone through this. And like, it's
1: just like trust me like, ever. You know? <laughs> but
0: it's like no listen maybe not the details may not have been the same and sometimes there are details that are the same in many stories Definitely. but you're not alone you're really not alone at the core of it all mm-hmm. these are very real human emotions that are being that are being activated that are being you know that are shifting us mm-hmm. and pushing us and nudging us That's to grow exactly. and to evolve and it's just that reminder that reflection of like i see you in me because
1: mm-hmm. i have been you <laughs> yeah exactly i have been you i will be you i am you currently you know and like depending on what level of spirituality you ascribe to we all chose this 3d human experience now you know like there was a higher form of ourselves that was like i'm gonna enter into this time of this life and we chose all of these experiences and all of these emotions you know and like wading through that in this lifetime can be super overwhelming for sure but when you clear away you know, all the things that we've designed to keep us separated, like at the end of it all, we are all having a human experience and and that's it, you know, like there's nothing else going on. We're just having a human experience. And I think being okay with my humanness is definitely the journey that I've been on for a while. So I think when you see that, that energy being held differently, that's what it is. I'm, I'm coming to terms with being human every single day and sometimes it sucks <laughs> but sometimes right. it's amazing you know
0: Yeah, it's the full spectrum of all of these emotions right like we get to we get to experience it all we get to yeah
1: we get to yeah exactly. it it's a gift even though it feels like your heart is being ripped out of your chest sometimes and you're like mm-hmm. oh my gosh <laughs> yeah definitely
0: mm. so just to talk more about i love that you're saying you're you were human just having these human experience um let's talk about more about your experience so for those who have not interacted with your work or who have no idea who you are tell us more about who you are and how you show up in the world
1: yeah oh my gosh it's so funny um because these tend to be like pretty loaded questions for me because depending on like who you met at what time of my life like i'm a different person But I would say primarily, I mean, and that's become a lot more clear in the things that bring me joy that I've, you know, more aligned myself to in the last couple of years. uh, I'm a writer. So like writing is definitely my number one art form. That's the thing that I've done since I was five years old. I'm a writer. And I think in that method of honesty, I'm also, you know, like an energy worker, a light worker, a priestess, like there are so many levels to, myself and who i have been and also i think in the last especially the last year moving out west here i'm really integrating all of that into who i am now and who i want to be every single day and um, this past year i just finished my death doula certification oh, wow. which no one knows what and is that? <laughs> so the same way that a birth doula walks you through giving birth a death doula is there to walk you through the end of your life And it provides support to the person crossing over as well as the family. So, and it's, it's a highly spiritual experience because death is just another initiation in this human experience, you know, and there's for anyone who's had near death experiences or anything like that, or has like touched the other side, there is so much beautiful wisdom being held in that specific section of our life. Um, so that's something that I definitely do. And I mean, in the past, I've been a photographer. I've managed dispensaries, like all these different things, managed nightclubs in Toronto. Like these are also, they are like parts of who I am. But I think at the core of it, and it's taken me a long time to align myself to this term, I'm an artist. Um, so yeah, and, and everything that comes with that, you know, like the imposter syndrome, um, which also really aligns with spiritual work oftentimes as well, right? Because you just keep discovering new levels of your shadow and of your ego and just trying to, like, make space in your body for all of that, right? Mm-hmm. And it's funny, like, the idea of making space when it's already there. You don't need to make <laughs> it anything. Mm-hmm. You just have to accept it. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I think it's I'm a mishmash of so many things. Um, but these days, yeah, I would I would align myself, I guess, with an artist and a healer, and yeah, just this just someone trying to make an impact in the world, really.
0: Love, 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 love. I love love all of this. There's a theme <laughs> that's developing with people answering these questions now because I feel like at first when I started asking this question um a lot mm-hmm. of the answers were very like a lot of the labels right but now i'm seeing people say the labels and then coming back and going deeper into it and going at the end of it all i'm just mm-hmm. me and these are the ways that i just express myself i just express whatever's coming through me.
1: <laughs> yeah i'm just <laughs> honest and whatever way that wants to come out it's it will <laughs>
0: absolutely and just knowing that like that that ebb and flow right like it's never gonna look exactly the same for like your whole life and that's okay that's okay for it to change and for it to adjust and for oh, it to come God. back and go forward and backwards it's all a part of it and it's just beautiful mm-hmm. to be able to like you said like accept that just accept that like well this is just what it is and we're yes. just going to win. <laughs>
1: you have to right? like if you fight uh, against yourself for long enough you're you're gonna win at some point right and Mm -hmm. i mean i think like when we fight against like who we are and not allowing space for that we become something so far from ourselves you know and that's always like you start riddling yourself with like guilt and shame and all of these things but man you just gotta let yourself be you know like what if you just let yourself be without any judgment on it without trying to figure out what it means just just do it just do just be mm, beautiful
0: I love that mm. I love that so um let's talk about the because obviously you've been through so many shifts and even like we we're talking the beginning of this just <laughs> who I know you um who I know you as uh, from six years ago in Toronto we we're working at a dispensary <laughs> clinic together and also like a bit yep. of a party phase like that was <laughs> that's my Toronto party phase lots of things same that <laughs> <Why not> time <laughs> Let's yeah. let's of identities within just me around that time but yeah. <laughs> talking about just the different shifts that you've had if you can just for a moment just kind of like take yourself back to one of the first ones that you can you can remember one of the first mm-hmm. times that you were like whoa if I take this step I know like my whole life is gonna change there's something that's gonna happen yeah. I just I can feel it I somehow I know something is happening and I'm gonna do it I'm just gonna mm-hmm. go and take that
1: step um, it's so funny cause that's how I ended up moving at West was that, but I think like if I think even further back than that, like just cause we're on the topic of like who we were at that time, one of the biggest things for me was my recovery journey for sure. And like, you know, I had this massive realization one day I had spent, so I had like a, a really awful relationship at the time And, you know, I had been using cocaine for, like, maybe about four years. Um, And it was always, like, in and out of my life. And um, it was never, it was, it wasn't, like, an everyday thing. It was, but it was frequent enough, you know, just all of these excuses that I had that I I was, like, oh, but I couldn't be an addict. I don't get high every day. I don't do this. Um, So, I was in this relationship. I was wildly unhappy. I was using drugs regularly. And I was like acting away from my spirit, like acting in, in ways that were not true to me. I was living a life that wasn't for me. I was so unhappy in this relationship. He couldn't stay clean. I kept trying to get sober with him. It was always an excuse. And so I like packed up my little cat, my cat Mortimer. And, and I like found a random apartment and I moved right away and I ended the relationship. And then I spent 10 days sober and I was like, okay, Great doing great. I'm out of that relationship. Everything's going to be good now. And I remember 10 days sober. I go out. One of my friends like, Hey, come for a drink. I was like, Ooh, I'm being sober right now. And she goes, Oh, you can have one. I was like, you're right. I can't just have one. Next thing I know it's 11 AM. I'm high as fuck at my new place, staring up at my ceiling, wishing I wasn't. And all I could think and feel and hear in my head was, Holy shit, it's me. And it was just this massive moment that I was like, it's not him. It's not where I'm living. It's not even my friends. Like, it is me. Like I made this choice. I did this. And I just felt so sick. And I messaged two of my girlfriends and I was like, hey guys, I looked up Narcotics Anonymous. There's a meeting Saturday at 2 p.m. I'm going. I don't want to live like this anymore. I can't. Like, I can't do this. And I have no more excuses because I I removed everything that I thought it was. But I couldn't get away from myself. And so, yeah, like, that was a massive change for me. And I had a good friend who had called me the year before from rehab. So I knew she was sober. And I asked her to take me. And I went... To my first NA meeting on the Saturday at two p.m. and I wa- I was like shaking. I was so scared. I was just like, oh my god, I can't do this. I can't do this. And I just sat in the room and I listened. And it's totally up to you if you wanna if you wanna share. Like you know, you say hi. I'm Eva. I'm an addict. And you say whatever you want to say. Literally anything. And it was like the meeting was closing and I was shaking and I just knew. And I was like, you got to do it. You like you, you have to say something to how broken you are right now. And I spoke something and I, I don't even really remember what it was. I just remember saying something about like, I can't do this anymore. Like I cannot be this shell any longer. Like this is so painful and I have felt pain in my life, but this is nothing and everything all at once and i can't i can't be this and like everyone in the room was so supportive someone bought me my first na book and it was just like i just knew i was like wow everything's going to be different here like doing this everything is going to be different like this is what has to happen and i really only spent one year in na but it changed and saved my entire life and I told my family like two weeks in, even though everyone in program was like, no, you're not supposed to tell your family till at least a year. You can't tell anyone. I was like, why? They're like, because when you relapse, it's going to be awful. And I was like, well, I'm never going to do that. And I sat down and told my mom two weeks in that I had a cocaine problem. And like, that was very different for our dynamic because I come from a Latina background. My We don't talk about that stuff, you know, like. There's no such thing as depression. You're just sad. Yep. You know? Like, yep. there's nothing. Yeah, you're just sad. Fuck <laughs> up. Like, uh-huh. it's so, there's just so many things that you can't share. And so that really opened the door to this radical honesty in my family and me being able to share these things with them. And, you know, I think about my journey. So that must have happened when I was, it was only four years ago, but I think about now and I'm like, I get to call my mom and be like, I'm just having a sad day and we can talk about it and there was never that opportunity before so like that was something that was probably one of the most terrifying moments of my life but it was it was something that i knew i had to do and i knew it was going to change me forever and you know i it really getting sober was this the beginning to my healing journey for sure because maybe a year after that i found spirituality And everything changed from there as well. You know, it just really kept growing, but I had to start feeling things like that was the true beginning. I had to feel something. And the problem was, is that I've always felt so much. And so I used drugs and I used people and I used all these things to numb it out. But that's not living. You know, that's like just getting by. That's really just trying to kill yourself faster than life is going to. So That was probably the the last moment, like the earliest moment that I can think that I knew like this is going to be something and this is going to change everything. And it has continuously changed me over and over again the last four or five years now. Um, And I could not be more grateful just for that, like acknowledgement that I had that, you know, the the ownership that I was willing to take. And yeah, like the support that I had, too, because there were friends who were with me while i was getting clean that saw parts of me that i was like fuck this is bad this <laughs> is like this is messy and dark and horrifying but oh my god please don't go you know and like that I was i was really a huge part to who i am now today for sure wow oh my god my mom's so cute she just my <laughs> oh, oh, that's so cute.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna cry. Stop. Like I'm totally gonna cry. God, I can't like I'm I'm totally gonna cry if I start reading things like that.
1: Wow. oh, oh wow. you.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. St- yeah, oh my goodness. Wow. I had like I had chills and I could feel the heaviness and I could also feel like how light you got. Like I could feel all that as you were talking. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> oh my goodness, wow. that's so so beautiful and it's so beautiful that you're able to recognize that you're able to look at yourself and go uh, it's me it's me like this is yeah. <laughs> this in itself it's it's so huge
1: mm-hmm. it
0: is so huge when you're able to look at your life and actually take responsibility as an adult right because when we're kids there's 100%. a lot of things that are out of our control a lot of things that we really have no say in but as you yeah. become an adult to really look at the life that you're living and go it's me like I'm the one that keeps choosing this it's
1: like yeah and I think like when you're a kid you know and I think children who experience trauma they're told like this is you and so you carry that right and you sort of like embed that in your being so when you make the active choice and the conscious awareness to be like this is me as an adult you're also saying but that's not like this is mine but that's not, and I'm not holding that for you anymore. And when we take accountability, we also, you know, abdicate a certain sense of responsibility that wasn't ours to begin with, as well. So it's this like beautiful thing that when you pick things up, you get to put other things down, and it it frees you in a different sort of way when you choose to carry things. <laughs>
0: I already know there's going to be so many quotes in this and I'm just going to have to like make it. I'm so excited about (laughs) it. That alone, like, wow, that's, wow, when you pick the, oh oh, okay, seriously, I love this, beautiful, beautiful. The choice. (laughs) And and your mom, your mom's comment, she's, she's crying and god, I'm I'm going to cry.
1: (laughs) I didn't even know she was still on this and I'm like, oh, (laughs) good. It's good that she knows this stuff already, though, so it's lovely. But, I mean, like, this is, this is part of it, right? Like, I, I, get to, I get to be this in front of them now, and I get to, like, talk to them about this stuff. And not to say that there's not more things that need to be done to heal our family dynamic, but, I mean, I'm not, like, I'm not really resentful anymore about being the person who carries this for my family either, you know? Like, at some point, someone has to do it. And like, if if I'm the person that has to open the door and be honest first and share these things, and it allows my family to do the same, then then great. You know, like that gives me. And my mom is so cute. That gives me like a like a real whole sense of purpose and belonging for my family that maybe I didn't have as a kid. Whereas now I'm like, oh, I do do this, and I'm okay with doing this for you. Yeah. Yeah. So beautiful.
0: Um, It's interesting that you mentioned that you always had a lot of feelings and you always had a lot of emotions. You always felt so many things and that Mm -hmm. you discovered spirituality. So according to your timeline, maybe four or three or four years ago. So there was an incident between us. I don't know if you remember this because this is something that comes up a lot. So, we um we did a parade together. It was the 420 parade. The 420. Yeah, right? Okay, so so I remember in the middle of that parade, I had a panic attack. And there <laughs> were a group of us, and I remember having a panic attack, and you were the first one to realize my energy had shifted, and that's something <laughs> that was going on with me. Because I remember just standing in the middle of the crowd, and just, like, feeling so many energies around me, and just, like, tears were just, like, pouring down my face, and I couldn't... <laughs> I couldn't communicate like what was happening and i remember making eye contact with you and for some like you just knew you just knew and you got everyone to come and do like a circle around me and like walk out of the crowd i still remember this because whenever somebody brings up sativa i'm always like no
1: And what's funny about that is, like, that parade got way out of hand really quickly. Yeah, like, do you remember? Like, a lot of girls started spitting out. And um, I remember there being some, like, really sexually aggressive guys there as well. followed
0: us. Somebody followed us. And we're trying to do, like,
1: videos of, like, yeah, Like, we're like, like, uh, trying to, like, put their cameras up our, our yeah. um, outfits or something. Like, yeah. just something so ridiculous. Um, and I remember all of us were so stoned that we were, yes. like oh man like it was just bad but it's funny that you say that because i do that for a lot of people i think i i went away with some people this weekend actually and uh the same thing happened like i've always been a really good read of energy i'd say yeah and i noticed someone was feeling off i was like are you okay and and later on she presenced in she was like you were the first one she's like you know instantly i wasn't okay i was like i can I get it. Yeah. And I think that just be- comes from, I'm also a very protective person. Like if I care about you, I'm a goddamn lion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's so funny because my female friends always say they're like, I feel safer with you than I do with my boyfriend. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, I like, feel so nice. I love protecting the people I love. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that really comes from like, growing up, I didn't feel like i had someone protecting me oftentimes. And I think like, I also had to hold my energy to be okay, you know, and I concealed my so many parts of who I was when I wasn't okay, that I know what that looks like. And I can feel that and I never want someone to have to do that. Like, I always want to let people know, like, you're safe with me. It's okay. Like whatever you're feeling, let's just talk about it or we don't have to talk about it. And like, I can just be here with you. Um, and I think just knowing you're not alone again is like the biggest thing. So being sensitive to that, like, I do take it on almost as like a responsibility, like no one else is going to see this for you. And this takes so little from me. I don't like, it doesn't hurt to ask someone either.
0: Mm. I love that, mm-hmm. I love that, that memory, like, comes up so many times, I remember this so hard, and I'm always like, oh, like, I'm so glad that, like, you were there, and you caught on to that, and were able yes. to like, help me get to safety, because, like, you, you you caught that,
1: and, it was a bad scene, that, oh my
0: goodness, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness,
1: oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, oh, I'm so happy to hear, though, that, like, that resonated with you, because, honestly, when I think about, what I want to accomplish in life, I just want to make people feel something, you know, and like everything I do, I just want to impact someone. And like, that's my legacy. Like my legacy is feeling, I feel. So, I mean, that makes me really happy to think that like, that's what you think (laughs) about when you think of like us or Sativa.
0: (laughs) I love that. I love that. And you definitely do that really well with your, your writing and your poetry. And um, where is it?
1: Is it here? Is it here? I just
0: <laughs> finished reading your book. There you
1: go. Yay!
0: <laughs> so I, I I was gonna wait later to do this, but you just talked about like making people feel something, so I just want to talk. We're about here. It. So this is your book that I got. Uh, the boy yeah. beside the sea. Um. Whoa. okay (laughs) got this on amazon and when i post this i'm going to make sure to have the link uh somehow tied to this because this is so beautiful just going through this like I'm i'm in a i'm in a very happy relationship right now we've been together almost five years i was reading this and it brought up so many of like old things that i like i went through and then i started just like feeling all this energy and thinking about like all the wrong all the men from my past that have done me wrong and like all that anger <laughs> and all that like yeah you know, that feeling of vulnerability of like being hurt it all came back up and I looked at my boyfriend I had to go this is not the same person this is somebody else this is a different dynamic I'm happy this is <laughs> like, not you think This is the me thing <laughs> <laughs> like, exactly totally. So you definitely do it so so well and thank you thank you for yeah. for being open to to sharing that and like boldly mm-hmm. just oh yeah like you crack oh you crack open your heart and you're just kind of like here it is yeah here are <laughs> the emotions here are the feelings and you're gonna feel something so feel it with mm-hmm. me so thank you for
1: that um, amazing buddy. so thank you for that it's so lovely that that you got that out of it um because Yeah, it's definitely like a very personal piece to me. I mean, everything I write is, but um, I was so worried about if people were going to get it, you know, because you're literally just dropped in a moment of time, right? You were, you're just, there's no context. There's not even titles. It's just, you're dropped in a moment of love. And what happens when you get farther from love and then almost like a return to it as well though right because that's what it is I mean the book is I hate telling people like this is what it is but realistically the book is everything that I wrote while I was loving and learning from someone Mm. um and it's everything that we wrote I wrote when we were together and when I was you know losing him but then also like finding a different version of him and a different version of myself afterwards as well so it's kind of it's our story um and it's so funny that we're also doing this today because i just caught up with him he's actually a really good friend of mine still and i just caught up with him on monday and we were talking and he's like we were just catching up i was like oh i should probably tell you i wrote a book about you he's like what i was like yeah I forgot to <laughs> let you know. <laughs> and he's like, oh, my God, that's amazing. And uh, we honestly, we just had, like, a really wonderful connective like, two-hour catch-up, and we're lovely friends now. And it's just, yeah, it's very interesting to have that received and also – It makes me really happy that people understand it because I think we're always our own worst critics. Um, So I was very nervous about if people were going to understand what it was. But honestly, just the feedback that I've gotten from people so far makes me feel so whole and so happy. And it's really just driving me to get more of them out as well.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You definitely have a gift. You you have a gift and the way that yeah the way that you put words together it it brings out that feeling and even if somebody well I think we've all gone through heartache we've all gone through these lessons Mm -hmm. of of growth within a dynamic of a romantic relationship even from like a friendship or a family dynamic we've all gone through this growth and this evolution of like this is no longer what it was and Mm -hmm. to allow it to become something different to allow it to become something new we've all felt this so this is something the the deep human Mm -hmm. dynamic of like this is what it is yeah evolving
1: just to let it be like it's gonna move already yeah you don't need to like push anything or pull it you just gotta let it let it flow and let it be you know and that's like the best way for something to reach its full potential if you, you just allow it to to try
0: absolutely Um, Mm -hmm. That's a really great question. Are you working on your second edition?
1: I am. I'm looking to release two others by summer. Nice. So there will be other pockets of love. So um, the whole series is called Places of Love. Mm -hmm. So this first one was The Boy Beside the Sea, A Place of Love Remembered. The other ones are going to definitely be from darker periods of my life so i'm still toying with some titles but yeah it'll be other places of love that i've been so all together there'll be places of love that i've been and it'll be like a little collection of them um and just taking people through the memoirs of my heart i guess you know and like the different ways and the different people that i've loved and it's funny like when i read my old writing it's evolved in the same ways that I have as well, you know, like some of it's really dark and really heavy and has certain themes, um, especially about like minimizing myself or, you know, cutting off my legs to fit in other people's boxes. Some is like, some are more violent and visceral in their presentation as well. Um, and some things are more like ethereal. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really interesting for me as well uh, to revisit these Collectively, because, I mean, all I'm doing is I'm just taking everything during a certain period and tying it together. And then it's also been an incredibly cathartic experience to read through it, be like, oh, Mm -hmm. that's how that happened. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, just kind of integrate that as well and also give myself a moment to be like, wow, you love so much differently now. Mm. Um, yeah and it's really special i think just just creating that as well and releasing the expectations around it i'm just like well here it is
0: <laughs> yes. yes i love that i love that so much you've hit on something that i i want to get deeper on releasing the expectations mm-hmm. so as an artist with different mm-hmm. mediums like you've done photography you've done so many other part uh, other things your writing is so so beautiful so how, what is that process like for you? Like you said, to release the expectation and just to go, I'm just going to share this and not really mm-hmm. have any expectation and just know that I'm just sharing it because maybe something inside of you just feels like you need to. It's coming through you in order for you to just like put it out there.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's completely sort of what it feels like. So I never sit down and intentionally write. I don't like, I'm going to, it's Monday, I'm going to sit down at 7 a.m. and write. It never happens like that. I just live and i've always experienced conscious dreams so i'm just living my life and i'll see something i'll hear something i'll taste something something will happen and i think a narrative so i just hear something in my head and i'm like oh and i'll write it down and sometimes it'll be long pieces sometimes it's not sometimes it's like before i go to bed i just start thinking about things and words sort of start writing themselves and filling my head with it. Um, So I have like 2000 notes on my phone (laughs) Um, and that's kind of where I home everything. And I'll slowly come back to them. Um, Sometimes it's like an experience and I'll write it down and I'll just build off that. So um, also at times it's like, I'm processing something. So if I'm, if I'm like in a state of love or I'm in a state of, you know, recognizing a piece of trauma. And that's where all of my energy, my thoughts are for the week or two. I just slowly start adding to it. Um, yeah. And that's kind of always been how I've written, um, just because it's, I do that better than I do anything else mm. in terms of like, that's the most natural thing for me to do is write. Um, because I've When i was younger my mom was so strong my mom is the strongest woman ever she's amazing but i've only seen my mom cry three times in my whole life Mm -hmm. and that was something that my sister and i were raised in as well you know like don't ever let anyone see you cry don't ever let people know you're weak these kinds of things and i am an incredibly strong person i'm incredibly resilient but it took quite a while for that programming to go away but when I was a kid because I couldn't necessarily voice these things I wrote instead so that's why I've been writing since I was four or five years old because I would write whole stories I would write short stories I would write poems I would write I would just write because I didn't know how to talk about it I didn't know I didn't know what to do so I just wrote and that's kind of been with me for over 25 years now, it's the most natural thing that I do is sit down and write. And, you know, it helps me get more into me and it helps me understand myself better as well. You know, even when I look back on old journals, I'm like, wow, that's where I was at that moment. So yeah, that's, there really is no process. (laughs) I just, I just live and something comes out of that
0: that's beautiful i love that that's that's so beautiful i know i'm saying this a lot because honestly like all of this is so beautiful to me (laughs) oh i have original baby eva writing poems so proud of you
1: i can't believe she's been on this the whole time she's so sweet (laughs) i love you mommy
0: I love mm-hmm. that. I love that so much. And yeah, thank you, Maria, for being here mm-hmm. and for, for helping us get like a little more insight into who Eva, baby Eva, was.
1: It's, so <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because like I miss my mom all the time. You know, like I live across the country now, and I think like this, and this is a permanent move, and. Seeing my family only like once or twice a year is it definitely has taken like its toll, and moving all the way here, it's so like the island has so few people, and my community is really small, so it's definitely been an adjustment, so it's it's great when my mom and I do I mean we catch up pretty often, yeah. but yeah, I mean it's cute that she's here right now. <laughs> I love it it's like we're it, hanging out <laughs> it is cute um
0: so how important would you say because for me right so I'm also a very emotional person like I love Mm -hmm. emotions I feel a lot of emotions and I'm also very open about these emotions as well where (laughs) you know I've been called too sensitive pretty much my whole life and for a a long time this was something about me that I felt like I had to hide and you mentioned you know Mm -hmm. like cutting your legs off to fit into certain boxes I think at some level we've all done this as well so for me getting to know my emotions in a way of getting to know them without judging them and like accepting them as they are was huge for me. And when I talk in terms of my healing, like, yes, the journaling, the meditation, like all of these things, amazing, amazing tools, you know, like I'm certified in all these different modalities that are amazing, beautiful tools. But to start my healing journey, it started with me accepting. It started with me accepting all of the emotions that were coming up without judgment and just letting them do what they were doing so would you say in your personal life or in your journey that this was this was the same thing for you I'm just trying to find like different Mm -hmm. themes of like
1: things yeah I think I mean that's it yeah that changed a lot for me as well when I found that but it's also it's funny because like that is the true shamanic way is viewing things in an unbiased manner you know like this is your don't judge it just witness it you know and like allowing myself to be my own witness is still difficult because i'm such a rational person i'm always trying to rationalize why i feel something that i do still stand in the way of just me feeling um and then personally for me i have a lot of like shame and guilt programming so if other people see me in a state I inherently feel shame, even if I'm not being shamed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if, I, if, if I'm triggered or if something happens and that affects someone else, I carry a lot of guilt about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so releasing those expectations has been work for me as well. But definitely allowing myself to feel things and just being unbiased and also like, Man, self-compassion is so difficult, like so hard. I remember my sponsor used to tell me, she'd be like, you need to go watch kids play and watch them exist. She's like, and if you have compassion for them, you need to start having compassion for your inner child. And I was like, all right, this is going to take a while. (laughs) But it was so true, you know, like I I realized that I just had no bandwidth for my own hurt. But I I could carry the hurt of so many other people, no problem, no questions asked. Mm -hmm. But when it's me, there's all these stories surrounding surrounding it um, that really blocks me from just holding myself in that space. So that has been continuous work for me. And I still do struggle, like when big feelings hit. I, I don't want to feel them, Yeah. but I just, nowadays it's like, okay, I'm going to make myself cozy.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm going to try to ride out this feeling. <laughs> Sometimes I get to call my mom about it, which is great, you know, and I just get to be a little, little sucky baby for a bit. Um, I have a great partner who helps support me in that now. And yeah, like, man, it's, it's constant work, but that was something very revolutionary for myself as well is like, man you're a healer this is the way you have to just be unbiased towards it because also your experience is not just your experience your experience is the experience of the collective so the things that we are healing we are healing for our generation and we are healing for the ones that are coming after us so when you do when you heal yourself you heal the world you know like you're not just healing the one you're healing the many and you need to reframe your ego to that knowing and that type of knowledge. And when you understand that you really find that soft spot that you're like, I'm not even doing this for me. I'm doing this for everyone else Mm -hmm. as well. But it's, it's mutually beneficial. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm so glad you hit on that because I, I was going to segue the conversation into <laughs> into the collective. <laughs> so yeah, so I feel glad. like we're right here. <laughs> you caught on and you were like, I'm going to go with it. <laughs> yeah, Because, you know, when we talk about, when we do talk about trauma, we talk about things like shame and guilt. So something else mm-hmm. that I've seen in my work, like in, in mentorship and coaching is that a lot of the time we don't realize that, it's also a big wound a deep wound of the collective as well right it's not just like a personal thing it's like this personal thing comes from something so much bigger than us so much bigger than which can feel very overwhelming and like what's even the point of me even trying to work through this right but then it's like that reflection of like what you do here it affects what's happening over there too and this Mm -hmm. is why we do the work this is why we unpack and this is why we look these feelings and we feel them and we go okay we do it
1: for each other yes
0: yes i'm so glad you hit on that (laughs) i'm so (laughs) glad (laughs) this is beautiful the magic is in the work it really is it really really is
1: is. is.
0: (laughs) do you find that a lot of people avoid doing the work because or what are the reasons you would say that a lot of people avoid Mm -hmm. doing the work
1: I uh, oh my gosh! I've dated most people afraid doing the of afraid of doing the words. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think it's scary, yeah. you know. Like it's it's so terrifying to turn that mirror inward. Yeah. Um, and when you start venturing in, you're gonna find so many things you don't like. Yeah. And I think like the amount that we already struggle to love ourselves is hard enough. That when you're like, man, I'm about to go in there, Mm -hmm. it's hard. Um, I also do think that there's some form of comfort in the pain that we already know. You know, like, because we're like, oh, I already know how much this is going to hurt. And I've already been hurt like this for so long that this is the devil I know. And I can just stay in this little pain cube I'm in. Because I already know this pain. I'm accustomed to it. I've lived this way for over 30 years. It's cool. Um, But the growth edge that you meet when you start reprogramming yourself really and start digging in to those wounds is a different type of pain. Yeah. And it's so overwhelming. It's, it's sometimes like brings you right back to the moment that these things happened as well. There's so many different levels to it. But the difference about that pain is there is another side to it. And when you get to it, it is more beautiful than you could have ever imagined like it is warm and glowing and free and it's like you get to be proud of yourself in a way that maybe you've never been able to before you know and also like now you have these things that you get to claim differently rather than what everyone else has told you that you are, rather than what the world has told you you are. You know, like you've stitched in these old stories, but like when you start unraveling that, you get to be anything you want now. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like that realization that that was always an option. Yeah. That like when you start doing the work, you're like, my God, why didn't I do this sooner? <laughs> I mean, I didn't have to feel like this forever (laughs) once. Like, it's just, it's so wild. But I think people are so afraid of the pain that they've never felt before that they want to stick with the pain that they only know. And um, yeah, they're just afraid of feeling everything, but you're already doing it and you're already, you're just running away from it. Just do it. Just do it. You're going to, you're going to be so much more fulfilled for it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I always say it's like it's like when you go into a house and all the lights are off and you have a flashlight, right? So you're only shining light mm-hmm. like a certain parts at a time and you don't even realize that you can literally just like push your hand on the wall and like just turn on the light.
1: The breaker is right there. You, know what
0: I mean? <laughs> you don't even realize it, but you're so used to just like having the flashlight of just kind of like, okay, now we're just focusing on this, right? Okay, so now we're gonna focus on this, and that's it, and that's all you see. That's all that's in your awareness, but not knowing like the other things are always there too. You just like you just have to turn on the light to actually look at them, and once you do, mm-hmm. like that reaction of like, are you kidding me? Like this has been here all around.
1: <laughs> yeah, you've been in the room too. <laughs> like, been? Exactly. <laughs> A hundred percent, and that's such a great way to put it as well, um, because, oh my gosh, yeah, when you realize also that all of these things are entwined yeah. into who you are and how you've been showing up, you're like, oh my god, I checked this room two years ago, yeah. <laughs> and you've been in the corner the whole time. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's funny, because I've been, like, sort of embarking on that only as of like this week I've I've went into like this little hole of research um around some things that have been presencing for me and I was like, Oh my god, I have PTSD. I've had addiction and depression and anxiety all this time. And I was like, Why didn't I realize this thing was here? And is also like a huge comorbidity piece yeah. to everything else I've been experiencing. And it's so funny because like no matter how much healing you've done, there is always more to go. <laughs> yep. And you're just re- like, I. I think of it as like a spiral, like mm. your, you know, relationship to something may change, but you're still in it and you're still learning and it's just you're doing new levels yep. of it. You know and like with everything that you uncover and unearth there's something else there you know and it's just like you gotta you gotta keep digging in order to really get in there and i mean i don't think we ever stop
0: i totally agree with you and i always say sometimes you're like oh i've learned this lesson right like yeah like i got this i learned this lesson and then something Uh, else comes and you're like oh okay so this was just like the preview (laughs) All right, so now we're going deeper into it. Oh, right.
1: you first oh, it. You're like, oh, I thought I was done with this. Nope. Yeah, yeah. like oh my gosh. Yeah, it's a never ending elevator. You're like, oh, there's more levels. It Phenomenal. Is.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> and I love these kind of conversations that are so very honest about this because I think there's uh there's so much in social media about like how wonderful all of this, right? And it is wonderful, don't get me wrong. It is very beautiful to be able to feel as though you're you're living life deeply where you can actually Mm -hmm. feel like you're living and it's not just on the surface. It's... Yeah, it's embodied. Explain it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But there's also another part of it, like, to that journey, right? Like, through it. The
1: shadow, it's it's so important. And, like, this live, laugh, love, toxic positivity bullshit, like, that's not it, sis. (laughs) Like, you can do 10 downward dogs a day, but if you're not facing your ego and giving that bitch a name and like, you know, meeting her, like it's not, you're not really doing the work and you're not really happy. And like further to happy, like you're not content, yeah. you know, because like happiness is temporary, yeah just like our suffering is. Yeah. And like, but that's what makes each one beautiful because you know, the other is coming. Mm. But if you're just trying to stay in this, like everything's good, like, Nonviolent place. It's yeah. that's not how it happens, mm-hmm. and that's not how you you get to the the root and the gut and the the deep and the thick. Like you don't you can't get there if you're not going to get into the shadow of the light as well. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: absolutely so i i love conversations like this that are very real and very open about it because i'm so tired of seeing all the you know like i i love love i'm such i'm a love whore i'm such oh a my god
1: me connection
0: too. whore so i love love and but i'm the person to be that. like like i do you know,
1: but know
0: me too. like that reveals when you open that door and you crack your heart open it doesn't just reveal mm-hmm. all the good things right and i even hate the thought of like good and bad because D- this is a different conversation. they're based societal norms and they're bullshit. But, yeah. <laughs> but it also reveals all of the other stuff that that we do avoid about this human experience too. And it's like mm-hmm. it's all a part of it. And you can't just focus on just the love. The love is it's a part of it. It's a huge part of it. But that's not the only part of it. And the full spectrum yeah. of all emotions of the experiences and allowing yourself to surrender and allowing yourself to break down. It's it's so it's such a huge part of it as well it's all
1: completely completely and like that's it's so funny because like for me and my writing a lot of it is so raw and rarely is it about light topics or rarely is it about like i mean yeah just just lighter things or love in that way um some of the most connected pieces that i've had are are about the darkness are about you know waking up on the bottom of that fucking floor and like you know just those broken pieces that you may have found yourself in and i would much rather see people be honest in their darkness than you know tell lies in the light and it doesn't you can't you can't see that you're being fully yourself if you're not willing to break in front of others you know you're you're denying yourself the human experience Mm -hmm. and the thing about that is too though is like when you get honest and you get so far into your human that's also where you find your divinity because you're not afraid to look away you know everything you know you know your ego you know your shadow you know your light you know when you look in the mirror you don't see anything else but like ego can't face it's like true marred broken ego can't face itself in the mirror right and those are the people that are like everything's good everything's great just more love let's go live in tulum (laughs) just all of this and i'm like i i can't i just i want you guys to embrace your shadow because that is such a beautiful part of who you are and like in the dark is where we're going to each find each other and that's where we need each other most as well
0: absolutely i i good thing that you brought this up too because i was going to ask you when you're going through certain parts like the the darkness or you're going through the thick of it what mm-hmm. do you feel helps you or what is in your toolbox to kind of to kind of help you go through it like is it community are there certain practices mm-hmm. that you do or what exactly do you come back to or do you find yourself if you have a pattern of what you come back to to help you through these moments
1: mm-hmm. I mean definitely writing always writing will be a number one um I find that when I do find myself in those moments, I'm actually pretty disconnected from, like, flow of my body. Mm -hmm. So movement does tend to help me, like, dancing, just trying to, you know, reintegrate my spirit into my 3D.
0: Um,
1: Sometimes I find real difficulty crying, so I'll know that I have a cry waiting but I won't be able to, so I'll do, like, some mushrooms oftentimes as well to, like, sink me more into that space where <clears throat> I can break open. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard because I think the last few years, of, the way I deal with those feelings now have been very different from the past. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot of, like, being honest with myself. I try to hold everything, usually. And that doesn't serve anyone. So a big thing for me is just being able to voice now, like, having a sad few days, guys. I don't know what to do about it. And that's just where I am, you know? And, like, I'm pretty fortunate enough now. Like, I have my family that I get to talk to about that. My partner I can express that to. I have a few close friends that I can be like, I want to catch up with you because I'm not, I'm just not feeling good. And so I reach out to people who know me best. And when I say know me best, like, these are the people that do not pull any punches with me because that makes me feel worse. Like Mm -hmm. don't spare me the truth because you don't want to hurt me with your honesty. Like I need to know, I need to know if I'm doing something wrong. I need to know if I'm looking at this incorrectly. Like I need the honest to god truth um so reaching out to people that know me in that way will who are relentless with me really helps settle me into being like wow okay nothing is wrong also because i'm rational i i try to make objective lists any virgo loves lists so (laughs) like i think about the things i know and the things that i think to be true Ooh, that's a good one. And I try to see where the disparity is between the two. That's a good one. And then sometimes there'll be a third list of like what I think I deserve and what I'm currently accepting. So yeah, they it hits, <laughs> it hits. Yeah, and I just try to see like, okay, these are objective and this is literally just you driving yourself up the wall. So where can we meet in the middle about that? And I just try to remind myself about the tangibles mm-hmm. when the intangible seems like too much for me.
0: Mm. mm. And ooh, so good. So good. <laughs> okay.
1: Make so, those
0: <laughs> I'm not the best list person, but there are moments where I have had to like sit my butt down and be like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm very Aquarius, Sun, Cancer
1: Moon, like Leo
0: Rising. I'm very just like
1: cancer in the chart somewhere i was like you must
0: for sure yeah. you know what's funny my partner is a cancer sun cancer moon right so like listen when these emotions are here like we're both so
1: it's, it's a lot <laughs> you know what's so funny is my partner and i have inverted things too so he's an aries i'm a virgo And he's Scorpio rising, Capricorn moon, and I'm Capricorn rising, Scorpio moon. And we're both born on the 22nd, so we're perfect opposites. He's Aries Pisces cusp, and I'm Virgo Libra cusp. And when we met, I was like, we are perfect opposites. Like, (laughs) people could not have been made more perfectly (laughs) imperfect for each other. But there's something in it that Mm -hmm. works super well, and I'm like... Let's try this. I
0: love that. Yeah, you get to you get to yeah. experience both sides. And you get to see each other's blind spots better, too. Very cool. It, it
1: is. Uh, you know, and it's that reflection. And I think one of the best parts of my relationship right now is, like, we just learn. Like, I learn so much from him every day. Mm-hmm. And he learns from me. And I think that's amazing. And, you know, I think we always just try to make each other feel seen and heard. And what more could you ask for? You know, like... When you when you find something like that, especially when you've experienced nothing but the opposite your whole life, you're like, "Man, I'm not high maintenance. I just wanted someone to listen. This is yeah. wild." Oh, yeah, oh.
0: so good. We love
1: love. <laughs> we love, love.
0: We do. We love love. <laughs> okay, so let's let's talk about something really quick. Um, you mentioned about like having people in your life that you know can see you for who you are and all these Mm -hmm. things so on the other side of that when you're having these big emotions that you're working through them and you feel good and you're like okay yes like I'm learning lessons these are here how do you find how do you set up boundaries right because this is something that i feel like for anybody who works with energy anybody like us who's very just kind of like here's my heart
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> how, do you,
0: <laughs> how do you find or do you find that you have uh difficulty setting up setting boundaries for the people in your life or even strangers because when you openly crack your heart open you know you just have it out there I find that a lot of people tend to hold on to that and grasp onto that because they they feel seen, right? They feel seen and they Mm -hmm. feel heard. And a lot of times, like for myself, lately I've had to set up a lot of energetic boundaries of like, okay, I love, love, love that you feel open enough to open that door and like invite me in but it has to be an invitation and i have to say yes it's not just like at your doorstep kind of thing how do you find uh how do you navigate this
1: i feel as if you probably have a similar experience with me where like people will just send me messages on instagram and just like like emotionally unload and i'm like wow thank you so much for sharing this is not the forum like Yeah. yeah so there i've experienced moments like that um and I also get it from people who have just, who literally just know me from Instagram, who follow my writing. And I always want to give space to that because I feel as if I just put them through something <laughs> when they yeah. read what I wrote. Yeah. So, you know, I do, I try to find the, the boundary in between, like, am I getting resentful about how long this conversation is going or how, like, how quick these responses are being asked for, something like that. Um, boundaries are a new thing for me especially when it comes to people I love. So this is actually like a very recent journey of mine um both like with my family and with my partner. So I'm like oh god which one do I even start with? So the family <laughs> one would be like uh I've never set boundaries with my family ever um and we are we're we're a family that like everyone wants to be heard so badly that we all just talk at the same time Mm. we're super loud and like don't get me wrong we all love each other so much Mm. and i've never met this is 100 percent where i get my like doer attitude from when someone is in trouble in our family we all show up and we do it immediately and you don't even have to ask like someone is injured in another country we're there yeah. bus, flight, it doesn't matter, we're there, and all of us are there, so, you know, like, there, there's such a big codependency piece in my family about this as well, that it makes it really difficult to set boundaries, mm-hmm. and because I am a very strong individual in my family, it's almost always expected that I do the thing first, that I hold something, or, you know, like, it's on me, and that's something that in this last year I've really tried to, to stop in my family. Um, and so I've been working on that. And it fe- it's been feeling really good to communicate very clearly to them. I don't want to be treated like this. I will not be treated like this. I love you all so much. And it's like not my entire family, specifically someone, but I was like, but people don't get to treat me like this anymore. You know, and the rest of my family would like me to change my actions towards us. But I'm like, no, I didn't do anything wrong here. I'm, I'm open. I'm not closed off. However, I'm not bending because this person really hurt me and I don't allow that sort of treatment from anyone anymore. Mm -hmm. So holding that line, you know, it's it's hard, but it's necessary because I deserve that. Mm. And it's, it's taken me years to tell myself that and to really believe that. Um, and I was so happy that my partner also supported me in that when he came to meet my family over the holidays. And he really stuck up for me. And I, I was so emotional with him afterwards. I was like, no one has ever done that for me in my life. Thank you. You know, and then, like, him and I had another experience where, like, he's so open and so loving and so physical with people, and I'm, don't fucking touch me, everything is unsafe. So, like, finding out what my boundaries are with, like, people interacting with him is also this new journey that I'm on, and I I want to be okay with, like, his friend's hugging him cuddling with him like I want to be okay with all those things and I'm I'm trying and that's something that I know I need to work on um but because we have such different experiences that's something that I'm learning so you know I've I was I had a very proud moment this week where I was able to be like I don't like it when people do this and (laughs) I'm okay with and not that, and (laughs) I'm going to be uncomfortable while we're figuring it out, but that's okay. And yeah, I think like when you're exploring boundaries, but also you're trying to figure out what yours are, you know, like if you're someone who's, if you're someone just like me, like I, I was never allowed to have boundaries. I've never exercised them. It's really difficult to figure out what that is at 31. Mm. Um, But that is a journey that I'm on. And it's interesting, like, some boundaries I I know instantly. And, like, if you're disrespecting me or is getting physical with me, I'm in your face already. It's already over. But if it's, like, sexual boundaries or having to do with, like, love and being ostracized and things like that, it's so hard for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So trying to bring that more like consciousness into those places is really the journey that I'm embarking on just now and like really exploring in the last year and I'm continuing to explore as well Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. very cool very cool and I love those those examples too especially in terms of um, like a romantic relationship this is so important and would you say communication Helps you a lot with this because I feel like this is no. this is a huge thing. <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of us, and th- for myself too, I've had to learn how to. Because I'm also a thinker, I'm a feeler, and I'm also a thinker. Like spin it, like, I'm spinning. like yeah, like air sign. It's always in there. It's always in there, right? So I've had to learn how to like get it out of here, and transmute it to in here too, right? In a way that like I can communicate myself yeah. properly in a way that Clearly, yeah. exactly and oh it's goodness. so funny because my partner recently said something a few weeks ago he was like a lot of times when we have disagreements he'll ask me a question and I'll kind of go I don't know I need time to process this to come back
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he realizes we've been together almost five years now right and literally mm-hmm. just a few weeks ago he like sat there and he's like oh my god so many things make sense like I get it now it's because like you really you will do something without thinking about it because you're just following like what feels good for you and then when mm-hmm. I ask you about it you say you don't know and it's truly because like you haven't processed like why you did what you did and why you did it? Yeah. it because you're just going about what feels good and what is just like natural for you and he said mm-hmm. it and I literally said they're going well yeah like of course <laughs>
1: but hell. So no, like, like it only makes sense
0: <laughs> but i never communicated that you know what i mean so mm-hmm. it's like being able to communicate that is something that i'm learning as well and i'm 33 like this is not like having yeah. an age thing it's just like a growth and evolution thing being able to communicate and advocate for yourself right in a way that like okay. honors where you are right now it's huge it's yeah. huge
1: yeah And also like, it's okay to say you don't know, like, you know, I've been like, I don't know how much of this will bother me, but we'll see. Like, I don't know. This is what I do know. Like, these are the hard limits. These are probably soft limits. These I have no idea. And I think like when you're like, we're all going to make mistakes regardless. And we're going to, we're going to make mistakes for ourselves. We're going to be like, oh, I'm fine with that. And then it's not going to be fine sometimes, you know? And I think just like, you got to allow yourself the space and grace to figure that out along with your partner as well. And also just anyone, like not even just romantic relationships, anyone that you're setting a boundary with, like it's an ask, but they still have, they're still figuring out what to do with that ask as well. And you don't know what you setting that boundary does to them.
0: Exactly.
1: and trying to sort of, like, reconcile that between two people is work. Yeah. And only the two of you know if that's the work that you want to do and if that's the work that's worth it to you as well. Because not every relationship is worth doing that with. You know, there's people who are always going to cross your boundaries. But you can't be the one to do that. Yeah. So, like, figuring out that medium is, yeah, it's it's all work, guys. Yeah. It's all work. <laughs>
0: I love that. All right. Um so I think I have just like two more questions for you. I think we're running just Ooh. a little bit a little bit longer, so I'll let you go. <laughs> um what what would you want somebody who interacts with you? You already you already kind of answered this before, but I wanna get back into it. Mm. But how would you want somebody to feel who's never interacted with you and say you make eye contact with them walking down the street or, or I don't know, you have a dog, you have a cat, or you're walking your cat or something and yeah. you you interact with somebody. Like, how do you want them to feel after this interaction? What do you want them to walk away with?
1: Oh, man. Uh, I mean, I just want them to feel more themselves. Mm. I want them to feel closer to them and, like, yeah, I just want them to feel home, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like a hug. <laughs> I <love that. laughs> yeah. I want, I also wanted to feel like I hugged you like, just like, yeah. Exactly. I don't want, you know, you're doing great and you're right. And whatever it is, like you're already doing it, you know, like there's nothing more to be asked of you in this moment. I just want people to feel good about where they are when they interact with me. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: So beautiful. So beautiful. And one last question. Um, what, brought you joy either today or this week that you can think of
1: oh my gosh uh honestly this conversation <laughs> oh. yeah this is so great to just like share this space with you and like just have such a beautiful honest connective conversation um yeah i i honestly this is probably like one of the highlights of my week is just sharing the space with you and like it's just so nice that We've had such minimal interactions, but just to feel close to you and to, yeah, like, share this like-mindedness and like-heartedness is so beautiful and so special. So, yeah. Thank you.
0: (laughs) I love that. Thank you so much for sharing space with me. And, you know, I think we've all had to adjust with the way life is the past few years and you know mm-hmm. social media gets a lot of bad rep but i also always it's a very it's the aquarist in me right i always also look at technology as such a gift and as yeah. you know it evolves and we get to evolve with it and it's also a tool that we get to use at our disposal how we see fit so yeah there's a lot of things there's a lot of like again just like life and everything right there's a lot of like the dark side of it but there's also I so many that. great opportunities for us to use it to connect with people like this and you know, yeah. I have friends from all over the world and I connect with people from all over the world and I'm like, without social media, without that technology, I, I would not like have what? this opportunity. This exactly. Is this is-
1: and it's such like a forum too, where it's like we're witnessing each other and other people are witnessing us, witnessing each other. And like it's just uh yeah, when you when you hold space in this realm in this way, it's it does give people something something different mm-hmm. you know and a different a different sort of approach and a different sort of appreciation as well I think
0: mm, absolutely absolutely I mean I met my partner on Facebook too so I'm always like listen social media I'm an advocate
1: <laughs> like, oh that's yeah, funny like, <laughs> I met my partner on a Hinge and I'm so upset about it he <laughs> hates he's like why does it bother you I'm like because we should have met in a bookstore like a meet cute and like whatever <laughs> like, I'm so oh, upset about it but the it's fine no. Okay. So he, it's funny. So I moved here to Victoria um, and I didn't know anyone and I went on one date. So I downloaded dating apps for the first time in my life. I went out on one date and it was awful. Absolutely awful. This guy ended up almost biting my finger off at the bar, called me a Nazi. Oh, Just wow. really like m- toxic masculinity spewing. And so I deleted the app. I was like, no, nope, never doing this again. Screw this. I'm going to keep dating men from LA. Forget it. So I, I kept emailing me. And I was like, how the fuck do I get my information off this goddamn app? So I re-downloaded it. And there's my partner, Eric, said, Eric liked you. And I was like, well, I've never dated an Eric. Let me look at his, let me look at him. And there was something about him that i was like you know what message him just see how it goes and so he's like the second date that i've ever been on on this island and we've known each other it'll be going on a year uh but yeah it i wasn't expecting it he's a complete opposite of everyone i've ever dated Yeah, I but it's story. It just it happened the way it was supposed to happen, I guess. Yeah, it's but I I hate that we met on an app, but at least it's a little cuter, but it's fine. That's a cute. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty cute. That's
0: a very be- that's a very cute story. I love it. That's a very beautiful story. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah thank you so much for taking the time and for meeting with me for sharing so much about your journey and it's just once again like it's so beautiful to have witnessed your evolution to to witness you being more yourself and doing all of these things that are just you expressing your soul expressing itself in this human experience and i just yeah i just i'm in awe i'm in awe of just like who oh you up <laughs> in the world and how you keep showing up It's so freaking beautiful. And it's so revolutionary. And thank you for being an example for so many of us. And
1: your mom is,
0: your parents love him. Oh, love it. They do
1: love him. They do. You should. My grandma is also obsessed with him. (laughs) It's always a good sign. (laughs) It's a great (laughs) sign. Yeah. Thank you so much, babe. This has been honestly such a highlight of my week. And like, yeah, it was so lovely to share this space with you. And just thank you for feeling it. And I love the questions you asked. And yeah, it was so lovely to feel home in this space with you. Mm,
0: Thank you so much. And for anybody um, watching, I'm going to, when I post this on the podcast and also like on IGTV, I'm going to give the link to Eva's book and let you guys know how to get in contact with her if you are in need of any services that you offer. Yes. Actually, would you like to talk about any services that you offer? like remote I mean, service?
1: like, why not? It's so funny, because I feel like I go through ebb and flows of what I what I enjoy doing or what I offer at different times. Um, but I do work with tarot. I do work with Reiki Energy. More so, like, the tarot has been kind of the, do- the most dominant, for sure. Death doulaship, um, one-on-one calls also just like general, like, yeah, it's, it's so funny cause it's so based off of the individual. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I also do paid copywriting as well. Um, but yeah, I do a various number of like coaching and mentoring. So, I mean, Hey, if there's anyone that just feels the energy and wants to work together, please feel free to reach out. And, yeah. Well, whatever magic comes up
0: absolutely follow that if you're feeling the if you're feeling mm-hmm. the nudge you're feeling the the pull follow that you never know where it might lead you follow that for yeah, I I, it'll I, lead I you know. it'll lead you around
1: the whole world yes a hundred percent
0: yes absolutely mm, thank you so much and thanks to your mom thank for you. being here the whole time and keeping yeah,
1: this coming yeah. to- thanks for watching mom you're so cute she said thanks to everyone for watching me <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: love, I love that we love we love the support we love it
1: <laughs> i love it thanks mom <laughs> she's so all right, cute.
0: so this conversation got pretty heavy um it was pretty light it was heavy we kind of went through all the spectrums of the emotions so if you want to take a few deep breaths and just really center yourself and get back home to your body and just mm. make sure that your shoulders are relaxed and your jaw is unclenched and just take full deep belly breaths and just allow whatever's coming up for you to come up. And if you feel like journaling, if you feel like dancing, put on your favorite song and dance around and move any energy Mm -hmm. that's going through you. And also if there are energies coming through you, make sure that you hydrate, hydrate, hydrate just to kind of help flush it all out. Thank you guys. Yes. (laughs) Thank you once again for tuning in. If you listen to this after your energy is so felt and, uh, Yeah, just thank you. Thank you for being here.
1: Mm -hmm. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being.
0: Mm. Well, everyone, have a good night. And I'll see you. I'll see you again, probably, most likely. Bye. Thank you.